0: Dr. Dre went on a hiatus for a while. He came back. Jodeci went on a hiatus. They came back. We went on a little hiatus, and now we're back. So what's going on, fellas?
1: Unlike Frank Ocean, we actually have delivered, player.
2: I'm Frank just Ocean. here because, because Mitch's Super superwife requests us to do another one of these.
0: Shout-out to Miss' superwife.
1: Shout-out to the homie, yes.
0: <laughs> Guys, I've it's been quite been, some uh, time.
1: I've, I've just been
2: wandering the streets looking for Pokemon over the past two months, so that's where I've been. I don't know what your guys' oh, excuses player. are.
1: <laughs> haven't we all? I'm not going to front. Like, I haven't been in these Pokemon streets trying to upgrade this Pokedex, but such is life in 2016. Grown men out here I, on our cell phones trying to get the Pokemon street. I was just trying
0: to tell everyone that we've kind of been on a hiatus because all of us are out looking for Pokemon, except myself. <laughs> um... I want to break some news to everyone. My phone, my uh, Samsung Galaxy S4, which I've had for three years, finally died on me yesterday. It won't turn on anymore. Most devastating news ever. But I was just talking to Ed earlier, and you guys don't know what happened before my phone died. So I'm going to tell everyone the story. Are you guys ready for this?
1: I am. I'm sure it's going to be ridiculous.
0: (laughs) All right, so Tinashe had just, uh posted the video for her new single Superlove. Yeah. Uh, I, I was guess. just a, I was just about to watch that video. My phone started lagging really badly and before you knew it it turned off by itself and wouldn't turn back on. So that's when I knew I needed a new phone. So blame Tanache. That's when
1: you knew tanache needed a new single because it's out here breaking people's phones. <laughs> no man, that's actually I listen to the song. It's not bad. No, it's not bad. I actually, I, pref- I, I kind of, because, you know, I like the player, So, like, it's not bad at all. But she's got the phone, cursed, so She's out here breaking phones. Well, <laughs> can
2: I make a commentary? The same thing I told Kyle. We were talking about the song last night. I mean, I know we're getting off topic. It's more about the phone than Tinashe, but
0: you, you guys remember. Tinashe, the, the, Tinashe is R&B. We can talk about Tinashe.
2: Do you remember the Tinashe from her mixtapes? Yeah. That yep. Tinashe is gone.
1: That Tanache is gone. We get a more pop, radio-friendly Tanache, not the kind of dark, Aaliyah-ish, R&B-ish tanache I, I,
0: I wouldn't even say it's a pop Tanache. This just sounds like a Sierra song from 2009.
2: Actually, well, cause you're kind of right. Because of this, like, sample. Yeah, I mean... Right? But the, if you watch the video, though, I mean... It, It's almost like desperation time to me.
1: I haven't seen the video, so I can't comment on that. But, I mean, if you just have watched her career over the past year, year and a half, this is kind of the sound and direction she's going toward. So it's not a shock. It's not really encouraging, but it's not a shock. And while we're
0: throwing shots at people, I'm just kidding. We're not throwing shots, but another artist who's sort of, of, you know, I think – it's their last chance as well to make an impact and that's 7 Streeter. She's had two EPs come out and we still have yet to see the album but yesterday she dropped a new single with Ed, your boy Gucci.
2: Oh, Um, Gucci. (laughs) Ed is responsible for all Southern hip-hop. I blame Ed for all of it. (laughs) Can you keep that down uh, there?
0: (laughs) The single sort of reminds me of Usher's New song with uh, who is it with Young Thugs? It's That's like a female. With, ver-
1: dog. That's it's, it's a with.
0: female. It's like a female version of that song. So that just lets you know how R and B it's going to be for the ones that haven't heard it. Um, is this sort of the direction that we're looking at, guys? Everyone's just trying to stray
1: away from that real R and B. No, but- I mean I'll have to let Tom kind of go weigh well, in you know, on because I haven't heard the song yet. But everything you have described sounds like the hottest of garbage. However, unfortunately, and Tom can speak more to this as far as Seven Streeter's career, because I've been very confused about why she has stalled so much. Maybe he has more insight. But unfortunately, it's like if you don't follow that Jeremiah pattern to actually make it on radio, then we just forget about it. It's getting pretty sad in these streets.
2: I mean, first of all, can I just say both Tanache and Seven, we we've, we've supported heavily over the years, and both of them yeah from job. show up, show us love actually in return. So we're not just out here dissing them. So just make that clear. <laughs> Second of all, we're not blaming them. This is probably the label telling them you have to make this song. So that's what happens when you sign with a label. You know, just right, keeping then- it real
1: that's something that we tend to forget about, especially as fans, because when these artists come out with these mixtapes and EPs, that's usually 100% them. I remember when Roe James's album dropped and people were like, oh, this is a different sound from the original, original Roe James' sound. But, coming into a major label deal, you're gonna to have to kind of bend and kinda of make some concessions to appease those labels because they want sales. So you're gonna to have to find that balance and unfortunately we're kinda of quick to throw stones at the artist. It's not always the artist
0: though. Well guys, how about BJ the Chicago kid? I just interviewed him not too long ago. He uh he's associated with the hip hop crowd, the young the youngins seem to love him. But he still has the reputation of being a vocalist and all that stuff. How's he
1: doing it? Good question. I think his – he's an a interesting case because when his album dropped, I kind of expected more than what we got. And, you know, the album was fine. I'm not dissing the album at all. But he straddles the line because he can do the very hip-hop hooks. But then at the end of the day, he's still a vocalist, and he will still do those very soulful – very motown is sounding songs. Really, that was to the detriment of the album almost because it almost got kind of schizophrenic. But because he gives you both sides of that, I think that's why he can step in both lanes so a little bit more easily than some other younger artists.
2: And you saw him live, Kyle. How, what did
0: you think?
1: He's a great vocalist, Liz.
0: Um And that's something that, Tom, you've told me in the past is you got to watch BJ live. He's a great singer. You know, his his debut album, it's not really you know, my cup of tea, but I mean, you can't really complain. You can't argue against the singing. It's definitely there. Um, so I just want to quickly talk about some other albums that have come out since we're talking about new music. 2016 obviously has been a slow year for R&B, but Fantasia put out her album recently. What did you guys think about it, Ed? I, knew, I know you reviewed it.
1: I reviewed it. I thought... Like most of the albums, well, I won't say most, because I just had a kind of discussion on Facebook a couple of days ago about the state of R&B and kind of people saying, oh, there have been no good R&B albums all year, oh, my gosh. And I'm like, well, you don't read and Stereo, because there have been quite a few decent ones. But unfortunately, the mediocrity is kind of covered it up. But that's another conversation. Um, Fantasia's album was okay. It, again, has the same issues that BJ And a few other albums had this year where it was just inconsistent. There were some really good songs, and there were just some, felt like placeholders. And when you only have a good 12 tracks on your album, you got to come harder than three or four good songs on a bunch of I songs. Fantasia fans will love it. They'll say it's the greatest thing. They'll yass with a thousand S's all (laughs) over Twitter. But, you know, at the end of the day, it was solid, but certainly not something that would be at the top of her discography. It was pretty you know much what, what I expected. I think it was solid too. I
2: mean, that rock soul movement she's carrying that on. You know, it's she's. I think she's one of the premier artists in R and B. I mean, she did a tour with Anthony Hamilton. She sells out shows. She has a great voice. So, but it was a solid album.
0: Uh, and you know
1: what?
0: I will. I will go the complete opposite and say that. And I've followed Fantasia since her first album. Uh, first of all, it is a solid project. I think um, with Ron Flair on board, it was a it was a well produced album. But I will I believe it is probably at the bottom of her discography in terms of quality, or in terms of from best to worst, it's probably the worst. But she's had solid albums, so that's not necessarily a diss. But it just felt like something was lacking on this album. I'm not sure what it is. Um, There's that one song I really like on there. What was it? When I Met You? That's a great song. That's probably going to be a wedding song. song. That's going to be a wedding song for years to come. But the album in its entirety, I don't know. Yeah, but who?
2: if you think about it, who is releasing an album as their fifth album when it's one of their best, if
1: you think about it? I think that's rare. It's very rare. Yeah. I remember when I reviewed um, Selena Johnson's album a couple of years ago, her most recent one. And I mm. thought that was her best album. That might have been like her sixth or seventh album. And that good is so rare that you peak that late in the game, but sometimes it just comes with experience and just having a story to tell.
2: I have another good example of that. Uh, Chrisette Michelle. Uh, yep, yeah, I was just
1: going to bring that up.
2: Yeah, her fourth. What was it called? I'm sorry, I forget right now
0: better
1: yeah 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 and that was her fourth album we felt like it was her best though yes i gave that four and a half i loved it
0: her new one is sort of interesting it infuses some of the modern trap sounds with the traditional r&b what did you guys think of that
1: Mm, add that to the pile of just all right to me like it I know that some um, fans had, at least when I was reviewing it on Twitter, I don't think I actually did an official review, but I remember when I was listening to it on Twitter, a lot of old school Chrisette fans were kind of like, we're just not feeling this trap sound. It kind of worked on some songs. Like on a couple of songs, it worked okay. But again, the album was just so, the tone was just a little all over the place for me and for a complete project. It just didn't really mesh like I wanted it to.
2: Yeah, I would, I would have to agree. I mean, I'm glad she didn't go all the way trapped. She kind of right. messed it, but still, it was just kind of all over the place. And, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I thought it was another one I would say was solid. I've been calling everything solid this year. Nothing has stood out to me yet this year, really. Like, what am I missing that's that's really blown us away this year?
1: Well, um, mm-hmm. let, let me go back into the mental arc. After, oh, you both like- you, you, – you, you're – Fall into that Maxwell album, right? Yeah, Max Maxwell was great. <laughs> Let
2: me leave out the the word hype, but you like that Maxwell album, right?
1: The Maxwell album was. You can leave y'all can ignore the haters because the Maxwell album was pretty good. Hype aside, I think it did. Of course, like everything, it is a bit overhyped. Depending on which corner of the internet you happen to dwell, but you know, I'll always give you that real, and it was pretty good, and. I won't say it's the best R and B album of the year, but it's pretty high on the list so far. But I like that one. I like King's album that we've discussed a thousand times. Um, I really like the joint project between Eric Roberson and Fonte. Like that was great. Um, Tweet was fine. I thought she was really sounds a great comeback album for her. Who am I missing? You know it's what's like, crazy. I don't like what was that? Music, music Soul Child. Oh, yeah. Music Soul Child was strong. That was another solid one. You, what you know you what's funny, about?
0: guys? Well, it's yeah. funny, you guys have been mentioning all these albums. No one's mentioned Anthony Hamilton. He's one of the premier R&B artists, but that album just
1: came and went. It came and went, other than the single, but that was another good album. It was another album I didn't get a chance to officially review, but when I did my um, top R and B albums of the half year. That was definitely on the list. So I would have viewed you know it more if I reviewed. You know it. what? I actually disagree. And I'm an Nancy Hamilton fan, and
2: I thought it was by far his worst album. Really? I, it pains me to say this because I thought it was going to be like an amazing album. It was just like pretty much. I almost felt like he was going through the motions a little bit. I don't know what it was. Something oh. was really missing for me on that one. Huh? I just didn't. I didn't feel it on
1: that one. I mean, I will – go ahead. Well, I won't say, you know, at all that it's his best because nothing will beat probably coming from where I'm from. But um, that – I would put it maybe third best, fourth best. Like I I thought it was pretty, pretty solid if you can go through the discography. Certainly wouldn't yeah. say it was the worst, but, you know, to each his own. I thought it was pretty decent. Unfortunately, it's like with
2: an artist like him. R&B needs artists like him to really do well. It didn't sell commercially like they had hoped. probably and like Kyle said, it didn't get a lot of attention. And we need artists like that to continue to stay relevant. But unfortunately, is someone breaking down a wall over there? I don't know what's going on.
0: My bad. I'm just walking around the house right now. <laughs> are you
2: walking?
1: Or are you like dart
2: zilling? My lord. Man. <laughs> He's looking Whoa. for Snorlax in the in the bedroom closet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> kind of probably behind my couch right now.
2: <laughs> but yeah, Anthony Hamilton. I love him, one of the best performers I've seen in R and b was always on the road touring. So
0: I mean just solid for me. Hmm. Well guys, um we're doing a podcast here, so we gotta mention our boy Usher.
2: I've no, got an interesting we, question. Oh my! I've got
0: an interesting... Well, I've got an interesting question for you guys. Um, knowing Usher and the and where he's at in his career. Wait. Would
2: it make answer is, My answer no. is no. My answer is no. Okay. No matter. Would what it is make more sense for Usher? I was like, can no. I get
1: the question first before I
2: get the
0: shade? <laughs> when it comes to Usher, I say no across the board. Would it make more sense for him? right now in his career to just release the album on title like Rihanna and Beyonce and Kanye did? <sighs> no. no, no chance.
1: No, no, no. Because at least those two, I mean, you know, it is not 2004 anymore. you like, we can't keep on harping on confessions. The industry has moved on. I know he's done stuff since then that has been pretty good, but Rihanna is always in the public eye. Beyonce is forever in the public eye. I don't feel like you can do a title, just drop out of nowhere release unless you are someone whose name is always visible. So people will be like, oh, it's Rihanna. Let me run there like a maniac and listen to this album and buy it sight unseen because they can do that, because their fan bases can do that. Usher can't do that. As much as we love him, he can't do that. He can drop but, it on title if he wants to, and it'll collect dust back there with the other collections of Horace Brown and whoever else oh, that.
2: Oh Horace God. Brown. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Horace, Horace Brown. Brown. DJ Soulchild, if you're listening, we apologize
1: for that.
2: You know, he's your boy.
1: <laughs> yeah, shout out to my boy, um, Soulchild. I just heard the Horace Brown remix. That's why I just peep out in my head. But you get my point. There's no way that even though Usher is a known named artist, he can't just drop an album out of the blue and expect to get 500,000 people to care about it just because he dropped it. Not going to well, work.
2: Well, I have a, I have another question about Usher. Is anyone who even bought Confessions still a fan of Usher? I mean, every song he's made has pretty much been turning away his core fan base because that's not what they're into. So it's like, does he even really have fans or is he just capturing a pop audience? which are more of, like, fair
1: weather type fans? I think it's a little of both because he definitely, as you know, when he was on his pit bull phase, ugh, um, like, he definitely has those pop ears that are extremely fickle. But this is Usher we're talking about, and he still has a core fan base that will even make excuses for the masterpiece song and try to make it a lot more brilliant than it is. So, I mean, he's going to have it. But it's not anywhere near the level of fandom or straight-up stand that you see out of the Beehive or the Rihanna Navy, whatever they call themselves. Everything's got a name that he says. Well,
2: think about it, though. Usher is not that young. So everyone who has been or was an Usher fan is getting older. I can see a lot of them having moved on with their lives, you know, and they're not just waiting, anticipating at this point. They have
1: probably had enough. That's my opinion. Certainly not. And if you look at the response to, at least on my site, the response to Usher's performance at the um, BT Awards, most people were like, uh, Usher, you're getting kind of, oh, you're getting kind of this. we love you, but, um, you know, can't you sing a ballad? You don't have to up here trying to do the Chris Brown moves. So, like, I think that you're right. A lot of the his core fan base still love him, but he's not doing what they want him to do, and they're kind of, they're going to give him a chance, but I don't think they're going to rush blindly screaming on Twitter how this is the greatest thing ever, and they've only heard one and a half tracks.
2: Right. Yeah. you
1: title, know what I just...
2: Wait, hold on. Yeah, Speaking go of ahead, title, Ed. You, you, you brought yep. it up. Have, you ever, have either of you met someone who has subscription to title? Oh, yeah. No. I have not. I have not? <laughs> <laughs> no. You haven't? Wow. Yeah. Wow, suckers.
0: (laughs) Shocker.
1: Suckers, man. I am so tired of the whole, um, I'm going to drop my album on title and everybody else. I don't, I understand the business mindset behind it, but it just seems like an excuse for piracy. Like with the whole Kanye situation, I don't want to get too hip-hoppy on you, but it's just like, you can't drop something on title and then get mad at everybody's got it at the barbershop bootleg. Like you're gonna have to get over that. Well, is not that what great. happened with Frank Ocean's
2: album? He put it. Oh, out that was on funny. He put it. <laughs> I read a tweet that, that. maybe Frank Ocean's album is out on title and no one is subscribed, <laughs> so no one knew. <laughs> yes, no no one found it. <laughs> I saw that. That was pretty funny. Sorry, Kyle. Go ahead.
0: I was going to say, we had a conversation, I think, a couple of weeks ago in regards to streaming um, and, you know, the demographics for streaming. And it seems like the older crowd hasn't transitioned over to that yet. They're still, I mean, obviously they're not buying CDs because no one's buying CDs anymore. But they haven't necessarily transitioned over because we looked at the stream plays for uh, Keep Sweat's new single. um, And it's at like 800,000. And that was at the top of Urban AC. Then you look at a single by Lloyd, which is, I think, hovering at, like, the top 30 on Urban, and that's over a million. So how does that make sense?
1: What it tells me I mean, is
2: that
0: uh, Lloyd is more popular
1: than Keith Sweat. What it tells me is that not only um are your eyes malfunctioning tonight, but so is the receptors in the brain. If you think that a legendary 20 million-selling album artist – let me stop because I don't want to go in on Lloyd. I like Lloyd. We like you, Lloyd. I don't want you to feel my wrath because Tom got me on one. <laughs> but anyway, to seriously answer the question, its what, I mean, it's what Kyle said. Most, unfortunately, streaming just seems to be toward a younger crowd, and that's what it's going toward. So Lloyd's fans will hear that he's got a new joint on Spotify. They're running to Spotify. They get it to hear it that that doesn't that's why i think we need to be careful about categorizing sales with streams because having a million people stream something on spotify should not be the same as selling one million records
2: which by the way brings us to album sales kyle how much did Keith sweat sell first week and this isn't a diss this is not a diss it's more of an indication of where we're going with sales and and music Kyle?
0: You know, what, you know what, guys? Keith Sweat sold 12,000 copies, which is actually pretty good.
1: That's not the bad, state. considering.
0: That's not bad. You know what? Yeah. I was going to make a joke, but it's 12,000. It's 12, That's more than I can say a lot of R&B artists have sold this year.
2: Well, I didn't bring it up to as a joke, or so Like, think about how scary that is. Like, How is an artist supposed to make a living selling 12,000? How is an artist even supposed to create an album? with only that little of
0: sales, you know.
1: Yeah, and when we consider that a benchmark for success, I mean, he had a couple of very successful singles, radio. if you're looking at radio anyway. Now he has a, a couple of very – two of the most successful of the year. And 12 is something that we're cheering about. I mean, I'm happy for dude, but, you know, this is a dude who used to go flatten him out the gate. So times are changing. That, no, I, I just I, think that – and this
2: is why I think that artists aren't in any rush to release albums, and that's why we're seeing such slow a slow year in R&B, but saying, what's the point? I just do these shows on the road and make money. My album's not going to make money. Do you guys agree?
1: Yeah, I oh, definitely yeah. agree. I think that has something to do with it, especially for established artists like a Keith or like a, you know, we saw Silk come back this year. A lot of these artists, and we're like, why won't they drop an album? Because they make way more money coming and touring so y'all can hear the old stuff, and they might drop in a new song here or there, as opposed to going through the the rigmarole, or dropping something new and having it stall right out the gate.
0: Yeah, I still remember back in 2008, 2009, when Twitter first started popping off. And if you need the real, you go to Twitter. And I remember people clowning, I think it was either Brandy or Ashanti, for selling 80000 their first week. And this was back in 2008. You sell two, you well, sell eighty thousand first week. Now it's like man, you're on top of the world.
1: Yeah. Uh, would burn her Instagram to the ground, if she could sell eighty thousand the first week in twenty sixteen, man, no. <laughs> I mean, her last one actually didn't do that
2: bad, considering. Also, well, how much did it do, pal? First week.
1: It was in the, it was in the
0: thirties.
2: Yeah, you know, which is not that bad in this day and age. Yeah. So. And then speaking of artists coming out, John B., I was just at his show last night here in New York. He performed one of his new songs. He's working with Warren Campbell now. He's on his label. So it's the vintage sounding John B., and I'm looking forward to hearing it. So it should be uh, should be a cool project. It's been four or five years since his last one. He's another one he who's been, been a taking while. his time. He always, he's always on the road, though. We interviewed him at the show, so we'll have that out soon. But... Good dude though. He always shows us love too. And uh
0: stays making quality music. Wait, John B. has released an album since Pleasures You Like? <laughs> Come on, man. Well that's, that's what everyone like, asks on that's what everyone yeah. asks on Twitter.
1: Yeah. I was, uh, Kyle is not joking. I have never heard an artist more. Fans always are like, when is John B. putting out? I haven't heard anything since, like, 1997. I'm like, where on earth have you been? These dropped albums all over the place. If you're a John B. fan and you haven't heard anything since in 25 years, what kind of (laughs) fan are you, homie? Yeah, but if you want
2: some amusement, just search Twitter for the artist's name. You'll find people out there who don't even tag the artist and then like, oh, you know, I love John B. I wish you would come back. Like, they don't even know that the artist is even on Twitter. Like you got if you to, people yeah. out
1: there. <laughs> If you go to Twitter, most artists have like their most recent project in their bio, and it's like, if you really love an artist, why don't you just see what's up with them instead of listening hmm. to like some song from '94 on repeat? Ah, uh, that takes too much work. <laughs> play, uh, you are messing up my blood pressure tonight. <laughs> All right,
0: let's let's calm down, guys. Let's uh, let's keep it more positive. Let's talk about a song that. Um, I know we all like right now. Uh, Ed, I need your opinion on this song. Drake, One Dance. First of all, who is
1: we that we all like right <laughs> now? <laughs>
0: oh,
1: man. To, 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 to give him credit, um, and most people know, and I've been catching it all for the past, I don't know how long this has been out, six months, because it's probably like the biggest album in the country right now. It is also the lowest rated album I ever reviewed this year. It is the most yeah. overrated rated album that I have heard this year so far. But that is one of the better songs off the album. It's an okay summer bouncy song that you just kind of listen to. And it's like cotton candy player. You put it in your mouth and it's like, oh, this is good. And then it dissolves in three seconds and then you forget <laughs> about it. So that's what it is. Like one dance is the cotton candy of this joint right now.
2: Hey, man, he gave Glenn Lewis a shout-out, apparently, at some point,
0: didn't he, Kyle? Yeah, I saw on Twitter. He gave Glenn Lewis a shout-out, and he, oh. shouted out Tank in one of, he shouted out Tank in one of his songs earlier in his career, so he knows our so we,
2: we love Drake, then. Who else is shouting out Glenn Lewis? Come on.
1: Y'all can love Drake all day long, but I'm over here with my own soul player. so wasn't I not never gonna go.
2: Wasn't he in a group with Glenn Lewis or something, or... I'm like Melanie Fiona or something.
0: It was like something, something like over. that. No, I don't think Glenn Lewis was part of that group. He Have you seen his debut album? He looks really sad in that picture, and I think he's still really sad right now. Glenn? Yeah, he's just so, looking out the window.
2: Someone yeah, told me it's he it's just, they saw him just, like, wandering the streets of Philadelphia. Like, that's what he just does.
1: Cool, and Glenn like Lewis, news, of course that's and what
2: the, he does. And the news <laughs> interviewed him, like, a you know, a random newscast, and they said... And they titled him as Philly Resident. They didn't even put his like name as being famous. They just said local Philly resident or something. Ouch. How funny is
1: that? <laughs> well, Glenn Lewis has always been more well, the most pitiful looking dude I've ever seen. Oh, like, like, how- oh, oh my no. God. Look, look at his album cover. It is the saddest thing ever. It looks like that he is going to, like, the second grade for the first time, and he's never been <laughs> away from home. And he's on the bus, and the bus is driving away, and it's rain on the window pane. Oh, I love Glenn Lewis. The dude got some joints, but he's a sad-looking brother. Wow. Sad every time funny. I got every
0: time I got friend-zoned by a girl, I looked just like him in that album cover.
2: <laughs> friend-zoned?
0: Jeez. Oh, man.
2: <laughs> All right, so something I was discussing with you guys on our BBM group chat. Yes, we still use BBM. Blackberry for life. Anyway, uh, I don't like that. <laughs> anyway, how do you play uh, Pokemon
0: Go? Hold on, how do you play Pokemon Go with a Blackberry? Do I really need to disclose this
2: information?
1: <laughs> we have well, spent well, the well, last uh, week talking about um a certain person's Pokemon Go's cheats, So I'm not gonna blow a man up because you know I've been the streets taught me better than the snitch. No, it is kind this of part, pathetic, actually. This podcast actually, is the
0: real, so we need the real. I actually
2: have to use my Android tablet, and I use my BlackBerry as a hotspot. So I walk around with with a tablet and my and my cell phone.
1: You walk around with that big old tablet to catch these Pokemon? No, Lord? no, it's a Google Nexus Seven. It's a seven inch tablet, small. Okay, I'm thinking you walk no. around with a freaking iPad. <laughs> no, calm down, guys.
2: That would All be pretty bad. Back to the music. So we were discussing the best song in 2016 so far. We had some different opinions on that one.
1: As we anyone, always do.
2: Anyone want to throw out? You go first, Ed. What, what is yours or your top cue so far that you've heard?
1: Well, as we were discussing in the chat, like I, I wish I had thought about it a little bit more before we got on the, um, on the podcast. Definitely Maxwell's got a couple in contention. Um, Lake by the ocean might be up there. 1990 X might be up there. Uh, I'm sure I'm forgetting something that's absolutely blatant, but it's, it's like we said, this year has been very frustrating because it's not been a horrible year by any means, but it's just been so uneventful. I can't really think of one song that has defined the year so far. Kyle, um, well, I think I'm going to steal your answer,
0: Tom. But despite the fact that the album sounded like it was recorded out of a dumpster, oh I'm going to go with oh I'm going to go with goodness. I'm going to go with Silk's single, their first single.
2: Kyle, was how good, do you, you going to treat your friends like that? <laughs> you made them cry in the interview.
0: I did make him cry in the interview. If you haven't watched the Silk interview I did with them about two years ago, um, yeah, it was an emotional interview. And it's funny because in that interview they referenced the single that they just put out. Tom, what's Love that single called? Like me. Love for yeah, You. Yeah, they said like that. Me. They said they referenced that line in an interview that I did with them two years ago. So they were ahead of it. They were ahead of their time, I guess.
2: But that's the thing, though. If you're only going to sell one or two thousand first week, like they did, how can you afford to pay thousands of dollars for mastering and mixing and all in, you know, studio time? That's the problem.
1: You know, where's that coming from? That money. Great question, but unfortunately, the product does suffer if it does not sound as professional as it should. And you're talking about a bunch of artists who are not only veterans, but who can sing and who can deliver, as we have said from this song, which is one of my favorite songs of the year so far. I certainly wouldn't say it's the best, but it's one of the best. But we'll take when it. you have an album that's that could be better when it comes to mixing, when it comes to mastering, when it sounds like dudes are kind of like singing over cell phones from 4,000 miles away, yeah. it hurts the end product. What if they just...
2: Told their fans they recorded their the album in their in their bathroom. Would that add to the
1: lore of the album? <laughs> for, I mean, if you're a crazy stand, yeah. But if it's a uh, <laughs> you looking for me to review that joint, I ain't falling for that.
0: Man, right. so um some breaking. Wait, hold on, Tom. i breaking you didn't news me. you. didn't even ask wait. my opinion. My bad. Well, no one cares. I'm just kidding. You can go. <laughs> oh what <my> is
2: that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my! What is
0: the what is the top song in 2016,
2: Tom? I'm just gonna throw out a uh, 2015,
0: 16.
2: Oh, uh, I'll just throw I me mean, if, music if Soul you want to name...
0: uh
2: I do. I'll throw that out there. All right. You know, I'm not saying it's the top song, but I, I like that Silk song better. But that's in the top five for me, probably.
1: Which song nice. is
2: that? Music Soul Child. I do. Oh, okay. That, that grew on me.
1: At first, I was like, why don't you just keep saying I do over and over? Then it grew on me. Yeah, I agree. When that one first dropped and the fans were going ballistic, I was like, I don't hear what y'all are hearing. But by the time the album was re- released, it really kind of stuck with me. Ed, you have it. you went uncanny, from annoying to catchy. You have this uncanny ability of always
2: being able to tap into what the fans are feeling at any moment in time. Where are you reading this?
1: Maybe it a track? because they. Is it love a tracker?
2: <laughs> yeah, a Pokemon
1: Go tracker. Oh, you know how when you like, well, when you have like a light on outside and like all the gnats are like flying around it. Whenever oh, you trying to shine goodness. your brightness, I think that's what it's like when I go on Twitter and try to shed and illuminate some folks because the sands just come out of nowhere, all up in my mentions. I think it's
2: more like dog poop with flies around it.
1: Well, there you go. <laughs> Except my poop doesn't smell.
0: Of course. Go ahead, Kyle. All right, well, Um, I was going to break some news for everyone, for all the diehard R&B fans. Ed, great news. Your group, As Yet, they're set to reunite.
1: As Yet reuniting? Yep. I sure hope that they've upgraded their video budget, because that video from 1996 is the worst-looking video in the history oh of videos. <laughs> um, l- listen, I love the little Last Night song, but it is the cheesiest. I said this in 1996. I'm like, what is going on with this video, y'all? For our younger fans who have not seen the As Yet Last Night classic video, please hit up your local YouTubes and see this thing. It looks like a project that somebody made in the fourth grade. So, wow, who – you know the –
2: as a matter of fact, they just sent us the album. It's coming out next month. Uh, who are, do you know the members of the group, Ed? I'm not even. What's the current roster?
1: Oh, no, I can't remember their names. In 96, I could tell you, but I can't tell you. <laughs> There's a bunch of them, though. It's like five or six dudes.
0: Okay. Tough bluffer as yet. But glad to see them back. Glad to see them back.
1: Look, all the best to AJ because I loved them back then. I just want them to upgrade their video budget. So if they can still bring those vocals, then we can talk about something. You've been complaining about this for 20 years? Yes, dude. You, have you just met me? I hold a grudge like no other. <laughs> oh, man.
0: So you're expecting a group that was on a major label with a crappy video budget to suddenly have a good video budget when they're independent?
1: Listen, a brother can dream. They got to make up for nineteen ninety six. I've been holding on to this for twenty years.
0: As yet, it's time to redeem yourselves for Ed.
2: Wait, our boy is part of the group, Mark Nelson. Yep. I just I just remember that. I wonder. I don't know if he's still part of the group though. He's been torn with boys to men. Anyway.
0: Yeah. yeah I don't know.
2: Also coming out this month, Anthony David's new album and Kendrick the Family Soul's new album and Angie Stone's new album. Ed, are you on top of any of those?
1: Well, um, the Angie Stone album, if I believe, y'all correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that's a cover album. So we'll yeah. see what she's got going on there. I'm a pretty good Kindred fan, so I would love to see them back doing a thing. I love their... I think they just really complement each other well, not only themselves and a wife, but the vocals. I just think they just are really good. So I hope that we get something good coming from that. Of the three, that's the one I'm really looking forward to the most.
2: Kyle, you were a big fan of one of their album covers?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh,
0: Kindred, it was one of them, uh, I think, in a, in a bathtub.
1: There's <laughs> a Kindred like album cover in a bathtub?
2: I think it so. L- it looked like they were sitting together in a
1: bathtub on the cover. Which album cover was this? Y'all are on something.
0: Hold all right, up. I'm pulling up the. I'm pulling up the Wikipedia. It's.
2: Um, it was love has no recession. Look it up, Ed.
1: I have all their albums, and I do not remember love has no recession. Let me. I'm going to look this up right now. We are live looking this up. Oh Lord, it does look like the bathtub. <laughs> It's been confirmed. <laughs> See? Yeah, you might be right. Because first of all, they look like they don't have on any clothes. And then,
0: exactly. There's water.
2: There's water in the background.
1: Yeah, Arja looks like her hair wet. So,
2: <laughs> Oh, Lord. Oh, man. Sometimes you just got to use your
0: imagination, Ed.
1: I would like to not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I know we're uh, we're almost running out of time here, but wanted to uh, uh let you guys know that we accomplished something really big recently are you guys ready for this
2: what
0: the, the the vision implement, <laughs> the vision maker Tyrese Gibson replied to one of our tweets tom tweeted what did you tweet tom um, I gave him props
2: is, for uh, i go ahead well tom
0: gave him props for uh finding unconventional ways to promote his album And Tyrese actually responded to our tweet. He doesn't really... I don't think he actually runs his own Twitter. So it's unconfirmed if this came from him. But he said, Pride and ego is the number one reason why established artists and new artists aren't willing to go as far as I did. They don't want to come (laughs) off as thirsty. Isn't that funny that it comes from Tyrese?
1: (laughs) See... I'm the, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna hang back and let y'all answer this because I do not want to disturb the, the the peaceful banter that goes on between the um you know I got soul Twitter page and the artist that we love and revere. Soul Nystere will be on some other stuff, so I'm gonna let y'all have this one so I don't get nobody in trouble. Hey Tyrese Kyle, come on Kyle, he always shows us love.
0: No, he does. It's it's just funny that it came from him. But no, Tyrese is awesome. He always we're we're supporters of Tyrese.
2: Tyrese has an ego, no surprise. So yeah, yeah. but hey, what he said
0: was true. It is true. What he
1: said was true, but I'm gonna just chill in the cut. I'll leave that. But we love Tyrese. (laughs) All right, are we getting into the food discussion?
0: We are sure getting into the food discussion. Tom, have you cut cut off any food since the last time we we spoke?
2: Um, no, I'm I'm pretty set right now. I had some turkey burgers tonight though. It was pretty young, plain, a week bun.
1: My God, pretty (laughs) standard, you know. Pretty sad. Man is over here eating turkey burgers. No, but probably no condiment on the joint.
2: None. I Really? Amazing, wow. though, on the news. It was like some Burger King Waparito. Have you guys seen that? Oh, I've seen it. I, I have can't seen eat that it too. I can't eat that, but it looks like it'll give you a pretty bad stomachache.
1: Well, play on, uh, let's <laughs> not be too hasty. It looks like it has potential. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. What, what are you mean?
2: eating?
1: What are you eating? Are you eating dog food down brain. there in the South? It could be okay, player. Well, I will say that the little photo I saw looked gross because it looked like the cheese was actually yellow Play-Doh. But it could have potential. My
2: goodness. They could put dog food and give it some crazy nickname and put that burger King and and people would eat
0: it.
1: I mean, they probably do that already. That's probably what (laughs) a burrito is.
0: (laughs) Hold up. Did you guys see that video that I tagged you guys in, the Snoop Dogg video, where he sees how a hot dog is made?
1: Oh, yes, I saw that. I mean, I'm still going to eat a hot dog, even though it was disgusting. No, (laughs) don't do it.
0: Don't do it. Oh, man, Snoop's Snoop's reaction to that was hilarious.
1: (laughs) It was hilarious, but like I said, I'm still eating some hot dogs. Tom, you sit over there in the corner and eat your turkey burgers and your sparkling water.
2: Well, we did have, um, I, did, I did celebrate a victory today, though. I seen Kyle in a picture with a chicken. That's that's one for the good guys. However, I have no idea what Church's chicken is. Can someone fill me in?
1: You have no idea what Church's chicken is. My God! Wow. Where is that?
0: It's a franchise.
1: That's a chain. Oh, yeah, all over North
0: America. Oh,
1: yeah, it's like must be a southern or northern thing. I don't know. It's a southern Wait. or northern thing, or <laughs> eastern or western thing. Like what? <laughs> All right, I'm gonna Hold look, on, Tom. I'll I'll look way but Tom's co- apartment. I will
2: look up the closest location to my address. Wait,
0: I I just did. It's it's okay. in Times Square. It's in Times Square.
2: Are you kidding me?
0: It's in the food court.
2: Wow, a food court. Right looks next like to you. I see the sign here, right next to Arthur Treacher's Seafood and Nathan's Hot Dogs.
1: Well, there you go. To be fair, yeah. churches is not my favorite. Like it's, it's just like so greasy. It's not really the best
0: project. <laughs> well, I mean, if, well, I mean, if you're eating fried chicken, you might as well go all, go all in, right? Well,
2: I'm uh, on the site. I, I went on the site. And it looks like a a ball of fried chicken. I don't know what this is. <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh,
0: wait. Jalapeno biscuit bites. Mmm. Sounds gross. Tom, I'm, Tom, I'm going to be in New York in two weeks, so we're definitely going to that.
2: Yay.
1: <laughs>
0: um, that seems to be it for this week. Uh, Tom and Ed, we got to do this more often.
1: Yes, we do. It had been too long. I mean... And the long as it took us, Frank Ocean almost released an album. So you know it took us a long time to get back up here if Frank Ocean threatened to put music back out there. I will say one thing. We've come a long way.
2: In the beginning, we were, we were a little shaky. But, man, now we're now we're like an unstoppable force with these podcasts. We're smooth, I'd have to say.
1: Smooth yeah, and a guys sweat have... album cover player. Who are you telling? Give yourselves <laughs> oh a pat
0: on the back. Because one of the next podcasts we will be doing, I know you guys have forgot about it, but I certainly haven't. We're doing the R&B draft.
1: I've been waiting for the r and draft for it seems like twelve months now. I think it's time to give the people what they want.
2: Are we doing? We're, we're going to do that when you're here, Kyle, right?
0: Yep, we're going to do that when when I'm here. We're going to gather all of our friends, Gatano, who else do we have? DJ Soulshot. We're going to bring them all in. Uh, I'm Not sure if they're going to be. Wow. He might take. Uh, he might take um. Oh, he might he might take Albie Scherf with his first pick, so we I'm might
1: little, not. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, Don't tell I have Silk and Horace Brown on his list, so it'll be popping. It'll be like 1994 all over again.
0: New Jack Swing forever!
1: <laughs> oh my
0: god! All right, um, that that's enough shade for uh, this podcast. We'll be back soon with another podcast. Um, Ed, anything you want to add? What's going on with Soul & Serial?
1: Um, it's been so long that if you haven't checked out Soul & Serial since our last podcast, you got a lot of reading to catch up on because we've got reviews from Fantasia, DJ Khaled, the Eric Roberson and Fonte album, Maxwell. Of course, the OG of R&B himself, Keith Sweat, dropped an album. We didn't even talk about it, but he dropped an album um, bunch of love letters we talked about Wu-Tang and their top 20 albums and the biggest piece that everyone is wilding out about on your nearest internet the 10 most embarrassing rap lyrics of all time it's got people in their feelings so go check out soulandstereo.com and be mad at me because I said your favorite rapper is trash
0: oof you know what I looked at well first of all what are you doing reviewing a DJ Khaled album (sighs)
1: Ugh. Because the people, two reasons. Number one, because the people demanded it. And number two, it had a Nas song on there that I actually liked. So I gave it a chance. And besides the Nas song, it really wasn't much going on. And I know that's no surprise to anybody.
0: Secondly, not to spoil your uh, top ten trashiest or questionable lyrics from a rapper, but kind of disappointed you didn't have the biggie line in there. Which biggie line? When I met you, I admit my first thought was to trick. You look so good. I suck on your daddies.
1: <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty bad, but there will never be any bigger shade on com. You got to go elsewhere for that. Wow. All right,
0: Tom, what's going on with You Know I Got So?
1: Um,
2: you know, just out here trying to support R&B. Nothing really let's, in the Let's be honest.
0: To- Let's be honest. You gave up on R&B to, to become a Pokemon master.
2: Oh, come on. <laughs> I was close to it with the slow year we're having
0: for R&B, but no.
2: R&B, R&B needs us. You. R&B needs us. All
0: right, we, we're the R&B Avengers. No shade. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we are out of here. Tom, Ed, Kyle signing out. I uh, hope to see you guys soon. Peace.